Hello and welcome to this NLive's Open for Business podcast platform. My name is Adrian Price, the guy from the university, as I keep saying, with the perfect face for radio. And I host a show every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. called Open for Business. Open for Business celebrates the very best of business in Northampton and Northamptonshire and brings together business, civic, charity and indeed academic leaders to talk about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where, they're, where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy. Well, it's a great pleasure to welcome back now a guest we had on literally a year ago uh, who gave us a sort of look back and a look forward and somebody who's, um, you know, very key in our town and our county in so many ways when I announce who it is. But uh, delighted to welcome back Councillor Jonathan Nunn, who is the leader of what is now the West Northampton Council, West Northamptonshire Council. He was, of course, the leader of the Northampton Borough Council until the transition to the unitary um, local government on the 1st of April. So Jonathan, um, Happy New Year to you. Welcome to the show. And first question, have you had a chance to have a rest and relax over Christmas? Hi, Adrian. Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to everybody listening. Yeah, yeah, here we are. It's the first day back uh, that I'm speaking to you on uh, and um, getting back into the swing. I have had a bit of a rest. Nice that it fell with Christmas Day on the, on the Saturday, wasn't it? It means that we broke up on the Friday. We've had uh, a week and two extra days. So yeah, glad to be back. But no, it's been a nice rest. And you know, it's the only time where you can honestly sort of be guilt free. I think the, the email goes ping whenever I try and take a holiday, which I don't very often. So no, it's been a good break, raring to go for the new year. So we're going to sort of have break this interview into two parts, looking backwards for what has been, I would imagine, quite a year for you all round with from where you started, um, what happened in the middle, the transition, the elections, the you know whether you would stand what you're going to stand for and of course whether you were, would end up as the leader so yeah just just sort of talk us through a little bit the the highs and lows and the emotions of the past year Jonathan yeah but it has been uh one heck of a year really and it's interesting to reflect back and say as you say we, we did have a discussion about a year about a year ago if I look back then um you know we, we didn't quite know what was going to happen even at that point we didn't quite know whether there was any doubt about the new council being formed. It had due to be formed earlier, and then it had been put off by the government due to COVID. Our elections had been put off due to COVID. Uh, and so, you know, the future was pretty uncertain at the start of um, last year. Uh, subsequently, the government confirmed the elections were going ahead and indeed the new council. So our new council started on, on the 1st of April, and then we went out to election on the 6th of May. And, and myself and, and my other colleagues were all very, very pleased to be elected to this exciting new council. That's an interesting thing, really, when I reflect back, because I, I hadn't thought of this before, but think of things personally, you know, you wonder what your place will be in the new council. Do you want to make it a significant part of your life? Or do you want to, you know, just represent a local area and, and, and do some work elsewhere instead and, and get back to a normal career? And I think my ideas were a little bit open but the things got more and more exciting as we got towards April and so I'm really glad to be to be involved now but I mean it, it has been a heck of a year and, and I guess the key part is about what we've had to do to set up the new council uh really I don't know do you want me to expand on that a little bit yes please I was going to say and you know I think some insight into how well it's going because obviously it's a massive transition and I'm sure it's got its challenges and you know people do sort of murmur about uh, uh, is it going as far and as fast? And, you know, uh, are you still worried about internal issues? But yeah, I think that'd be really, really welcome, yeah. Jonathan. Yeah. And so I suppose the first thing I ought to say is it's been a massive exercise, of course, to 
bring these councils together, but, but I think we're in reasonably good shape. Uh, both councils, two new unitary councils, of course, in, in, uh, in the county, West Northants and North Northants, replacing the seven districts and borough councils and replacing the county council. And that is a massive upheaval. Um, you know, if you throw three and a half councils up in the air and see how they land, you find that you've got people who at different councils are on perhaps different pay rates. We've got 800 different IT systems for things like planning and goodness knows what. Uh, they don't all talk to each other. They need, we need to do some integration there. We need to wait for contracts to end to do that in a cost-effective way. There is just so much to do. Uh, and everything you do, you kind of do for the first time. It's the first time we had a full council meeting or, or anything of that sort. You know, we have no established practices for this new council. Uh, and we have to, we have to start uh, all, of course, in the middle of COVID, which continues to mean that we've had throughout this year, we've had a mixed number of members of staff coming in. Some have been working from home. We then built that back up, more were here. And now we find at the moment with the slightly heightened anxiety around Omicron, uh, we've got fewer people back in the office. So it's very hard to build, if you like, a new culture. I, I think culture is an important part of this council. We, we, we know that we've got people with great expertise and, uh, uh, and dedication, but, but actually it's culture that helps you engage and serve people the best you can. It's hard to build a new culture when you're not, um, you know, seeing people, rubbing shoulders with, with them, meeting them face to face uh, and so on. And that's at two levels. So we've got four different councils that had slightly different ways of doing things and slightly different cultures. They're all uh, coming together. Of course, us who are elected local representatives, there's 93 of us on West Northants Council. Well, we come from either Daventry District or South Northants Council, Northampton Borough Council or the County Council. And in many ways, we didn't know each other that well before. I knew quite a few folk across the area, but you know, there are many people who don't know their opposite numbers or didn't know their opposite numbers in Daventry. So we've all had a bit of a reset, really, from, from being well known in our local areas and perhaps having established reasonable reputations with colleagues. We, we've had to learn to get along with a bunch of new people, really, from different areas. And some, some of those have been, if you like, from very rural areas, others from very urban areas. So it's been quite an experience to go through and, and i think that's what people sometimes call you know storming and norming and forming into teams i, I think we're, we're now starting to get into the well we're well along the, the, the road really on the forming that is to say you know we've got people in, in in place great team of officers we've got a we have a cabinet which is 10 people who have responsibilities for different areas there in place we've got a bunch of assistant cabinet members all of whom have got particular expertise they, they don't get paid for that role but they you know they take on expertise because the, they take on work because they've got expertise in the area of business development, economic development, or you know, charitable sector or whatever. So I, th I think we're in the forming stage, a lot more to do. And maybe I'll talk a bit more about what we've got to do for, to get the operation going in the coming year in the second half of our discussion. But yeah, it's been a massive upheaval. Uh, fortunately, we're a good way down that road now. Well, I'm, I'm definitely pleased to hear it. And it's really important that you mention the, that culture, because yes, you are trying to bring in your, in the West as you say, three and a half um, different bodies uh, together. You know, to what extent, certainly at the cap at the councillor level, then are there is there fresh blood as against just the same councillors have you know been re-elected into uh, into the uh, the new the new council? Well, there's there's a reasonably good mix. I think there's a couple of things that we've been lucky uh, in terms of putting our our cabinet together um the, the first is the you know is that mix of experience and and uh and, and new blood but also the fact that as it happens the best people for the job represented a fairly good geographical split across 
the West North Ants area. So we have people who are cabinet members who were previously Daventry councillors or South North Ants councillors or Northampton councillors or indeed county council. So an important area for us around here, given the financial challenges that this new council was born out of, uh, is we, we've actually got a great person heading up finance who was the councillor who's credited with achieving an awful lot and the turnaround in the last couple of years of the county council, which is a chap called Malcolm Longley. So you've got good experience there, both in terms of council, but also as a highly successful person with a, uh, as a businessman uh, in, in, his own, uh, in his own right. Uh, someone called Fiona Baker. She, Fiona was in charge of children's services at, at the county council and actually given the huge change to a new children's trust it's been great to have somebody with that level that level of experience. So we've quite a number of people with a great deal of experience. Matt Golby was also at the county. He's now handling adult social care for us. But then brand new, brand new people in. David Smith um, was chairman at Davenport District Council and he was a well-respected councillor but uh, he's, he's come into our into our cabinet now as, as someone actually I didn't know much. Uh, we, we met just before the election, got to know each other and through the process of putting the cabinet together, David was the, in our view, the right man to head up all of our community type activities with parish councils and the voluntary sector and so on. So I think we've got a good blend of experience and also some new blood and some new ideas in there. It's got, it's got quite a new exciting dynamic to it. Uh, but, but I think experience tells me when you get to work with, with people, if you're really honest in the way you approach it, um, you know, you get to know them well, you can tell them what you think of them, tell them what you think of their ideas. And, and we have a healthy atmosphere of um, good support to each other, but as well, pretty healthy and direct challenge. Um, nobody around here takes any falls gladly, if that's the right expression. In other words, we will challenge everything to make sure that this new council we're building is, uh, is as good as it possibly can be. Indeed. And, and I assume, therefore, that the, um, the officer level, the senior directors, um, there's a good mix there of you know, uh, people who we've been in the county before, served the county before, as well as people new to county, yes? Yeah, there, there is again, uh, there is again a mix there. During what we call the shadow period, that was the year before the council went live, um, that the, the, a lot of the senior recruitment took place. As um, councillors, we get involved in the interviewing of the chief executive and the senior directors. And then once they're in place, the job is theirs to deliver the results. So therefore, it's, it's their opportunity to recruit assistant directors or heads of service or, uh, or, or whatever. Um, so, so we've got a team with the chief executive, Anna Earnshaw. Anna was previous director of adult social care at uh, the county council and, and, and achieved quite a lot of the initial turnaround that was required there, both in the quality of the service and the cost uh, of the service at the county council, and then supported by a fairly new team, um, not, not all of whom are local. And this is always a challenge, isn't it? Sometimes those of us who are born and bred in the area, we think, well, it'd be good to have local people. Actually, this council, like every other council in this area, deserves the best people. And as it turns out, the best people that come forward at a given time who are available are not always uh, local people. So we've got a mix of people who are local. Anna, the chief executive, lives in West North Ants. She lives in what was the sort of South North Ants area. Others, others travel in, some commute in for the week and that sort of thing. But, but all in all, I think we have been lucky to get a good team to come together. And I think when you start as a team, there's that short period of time in which you start to feel, you know, how it's all going to work out, really. And you said, again, coming back to the word we used earlier, that culture. And um, I think what we've managed to achieve around here is we have, again, a pretty frank uh, exchange of ideas. It's, it's knowing 
we don't like to take risks too much. Again, that's part of where the council, council has come from, but you have to be bold. And I think we've managed to set off a few bold initiatives this year that actually otherwise we might not have done if we hadn't allowed people to come up with ideas uh, and, and, and ask for the chance to explore them. There's a few things I'd like to talk about, like our anti-poverty strategy, a sustainability strategy and things like that. So I think we've got the right blend. We're absolutely determined to be the best. We want to be the best services, the best, the most cost-effective services, look after people's money well. Um, and we don't want to just accept, uh, you know, standard levels of services. Roads is an area where, you know, roads have been in decline in the UK for a long, long time. We want to stop that and turn that around. We don't think that's acceptable. So, so I think all in all, the team is good. And, and we hopefully are in a position where, you know, we can continue this coming year to, to, to really deliver some exciting things. Well, just give us a little bit of context before we go on to perhaps some of the key policy platforms. So the overall budget you're managing, the number of employees, you know, just uh, the scale of, of the of the business of being West Northamptonshire Council. Yeah, budget budget is, is, is um, over 350 million. A uh, big chunk of that goes straight to schools. Uh, we've got around about 3000 staff. Um, of course, some of those staff are not directly employed. So we have Northampton Partnership Homes as an example that manages the housing the council housing in the town, which has 300 staff. But if you work on around about three, around about 3,000 staff, that, that, that's about the, about the sort of number, really. So it's a pretty massive organisation. It is a big business, isn't it? So what are the key policy platforms? I mean, it was quite interesting to see that the election was held after the formation. So, yeah. uh, you know, then we were voting or something that you've been working on as a shadow cabinet. So to what extent did the new incoming, newly elected councillors in May um, change your shape the you know the, the key policy issues that you want to address so you've mentioned roads you've mentioned anti-poverty yeah. etc yeah i mean that, that's a very interesting thing and of course you're right um none of us knew before the 6th of may or i think it was the 8th of may when the votes were counted none of us knew that we would be elected there were some of us that hoped we got a reasonable chance uh we're, we're well known in our areas but you you do then find effectively a new bunch of people who are holding the baby that someone else has set up. But fortunately, a few of us were involved in that shadow year. I had a little bit to do with the part of that setup. So we knew, you know, roughly what we were coming to. But, but nevertheless, of course, we were elected. People voted for us on a manifesto. And that was a bunch of promises on various different things. Um, and, and what we have therefore done is created, the council then creates what we call a corporate plan. Manifesto is a political document. But once people have voted for that and allowed us to form the administration of the council, we have to deliver. So within, I think it was a record 17 working days, we had published and approved a corporate plan for the council, which reflected those manifesto pledges. And, and that now is the main document that drives the council. So, so of course, there are you know, there, there are statutory services that we have to deliver and standards to which we have to deliver them. So you don't have a choice over everything you do. There's an enormous amount of uh, should do's and have got to do's, if you like. But over and above that, the corporate plan is the aim, you know, sets out the aims and the promises that we've made to try and deliver. And, and I think we're reasonably well focused on that. So, so I, I suppose you always, in all things, you know, anybody who comes to a job, you take over from the previous people, don't you? And you you take on, therefore, something that's based on some of their previous decisions uh, or outside influences. For us, that can be things like government or COVID or the economic situation. On balance, I think it was a fairly smooth transition. It wasn't a sudden radical change that you see sometimes when, when a new party comes in and, and takes control of a council or a government even. We've been able to do that fairly smoothly. And, and the, the corporate plan of the manifesto is a tweak to focus us specifically on what people voted for, I think. 
And that is a publicly available document, isn't it? Indeed, yeah. You can see both the Conservative uh, manifesto, if you, were to, if you were to Google that, for example, for West North Ants, and, and indeed, certainly the corporate plan, uh, the corporate plan is on the West North Ants uh, uh, website. I would bet if you if you Googled West North Ants corporate plan, I, I should think it comes straight up. Uh, you'd certainly find it on our website. Yeah, yeah. So what were the, you know, because we will in the second uh, part talk about the future 2022, but going back to, to May then, and this yep. corporate plan, you know, at the time of the transition in April, May. So what are the key sort of policy platforms then of the corporate plan, Jonathan, you know, as was envisaged in, in May or June when it was first published? Yeah, yeah. So it's got six, it's got six main themes to it. The first uh, is under the heading of clean and green, and it's about environment and well-being. It, it, it's reinforcing our carbon neutral pledge for 20, 2030. Obviously, I'm aware that we've got net zero is a 2050 target. Carbon neutral is a 2030. We'll be straightening all that out in our um, sustainability strategy, which we're launching at the end of January or early February. Um, so it was about committing to having uh, a, an anti uh, a sustainability strategy and uh, consultation on climate change. It was also about doing all we could to increase the number of trees, wildlife species, increase electric vehicle um, charging. It's also about how high quality parks, uh, access to green space, that kind of thing. We, we think that in terms of well-being is a really important priority. The second was about improved life chances. That was the best description we could find to cover a lot of areas under the sort of health, social care and family side. So it was about safe, protected children, uh, in, increasing aspirations of young people, uh, investments in school provision and supporting adults as best we can to live independently rather than in a more uh, if you like intensive care in, in, in type of environment um, care for those that need it reduce hospital stays that's a really important thing that i think is going to be a key piece of work for the coming year as well at, 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 as part of joining up services with health so that was improved life chances connected communities was a description we used to talk about improving roads rail and bus networks completion of major road projects, uh, increasing the quality of roads, and also to do all we can to enhance broadband connectivity. Three others were thriving towns and villages. This is what you might call place shaping uh, and building new homes. So it was about regeneration of town centres in West North Ants, safer communities with less antisocial behaviour, trying to uh, assist small independent businesses to flourish, and then sustainability in planning for growth. We know that there's a huge demand for housing, for example, and around West North Ants for industrial development. We've got to make sure that that's sustainable. That is to say, it reduces the impact that it has on both existing and new communities. Uh, economic development, growth and prosperity. That, that was about um, having a good framework for long-term economic growth, increased inward investment, bringing jobs and prosperity into the area. We want to make our rich heritage an important part of that and therefore in, increase more visitor uh, numbers. The last one, and possibly for some, given where the council came from, uh, really important, the most important, perhaps robust resource management. It's about being cautious with council tax rises, which we do have to do. People understand we need to do because of the challenges, financial challenges the previous council had. But it, it's about robust scrutiny of our spending. Uh, it's about debt management, careful debt management and so on. It's about having some reserves and it's about delivering on the budget and not going over budget every year. So those are, those are our six main areas, which break down into a whole bunch of different actions, but they're the main themes. 
Now, all of those obviously will affect the business um, community as much as the, you know, yeah. the individual uh, society members, so to speak. Um, any particular aspects for business that um, you wanted to focus on within, I mean, economic development, for instance, is there anything yeah. that you want to single out within that? Yeah, I suppose there's a number of aspects to it. One of the things that we often end up in discussion as a council when people talk to us about businesses is they focus back on town centres. Um, you know, in, in, in uh, West North Ants, we've got all sorts of businesses. We've got a load of small independent, we're a very entrepreneurial area. But of course, we've got some of the huge corporates as well, um, from uh, people like Mercedes and so on, who are based around the, the, the auto industry or the racing industry and so on, and then Nationwide, Barclay Card, and people like that uh, in, in Northampton. So we have got big employers, but often the focus is back on, and indeed, of course, people in places like Bracknell. So we do focus on the towns, and I think for the towns, it's, it's about regeneration. We, we, we're lucky to have a lot of government money on regeneration. But whilst people have said with their wallets that they don't necessarily want to come into town centres for their uh, department store type experiences, they have a choice of places like Milton Keynes and Rushton Lakes. And that's one of the nice things about living in Northampton and West Northampton. You can get to a number of different shopping locations. What they do want is they want small independence and they want experiences. So we're on a journey of moving Northampton more to an experience, if you like. Uh, the museum has opened in Northampton and so on. So that's a, that's a part of that. And we've got we've got other other plans. Um, so I think town centres uh, are an important part. And of course, also, they are a part that, that councils could have some control over. So some of our plans for Northampton, we're planning to redevelop the mar develop the market square. We've now won that money from the government. Uh, lots of other places have some really smart looking market squares and we think Northampton deserves the same thing and hopefully the 8.4 million pounds the government have awarded us will deliver that and then we've got around about 10 other projects all of which are aimed at increasing the attractiveness of Northampton and what that should in turn do is remove any uncertainties people have about whether they feel comfortable in Northampton whether it's the place they want to come to and we hope will increase the demand that we see through the smaller unique Sort of independent stores and not just the independents although you know we love some of the successful small stores that are up abingdon street and in many of the market towns like uh, toaster and brackley and daventry um but, but actually also you know the stores like the jewels store people say they'd love to see a jewels or a doc martin boutique in northampton and i think i completely agree so moving more to that kind of experience where it is shopping but it's the unique feel it touch it type shopping that you can't do online and then it's the experiences such as seeing a bit more of the heritage museum and so on so so that's town centers um first of all i think more widely uh, i know that you've done recently an interview with sarah homer from Brackmills, and i've been closely involved in Brackmills. Brackmills is, is is some pretty independent self-sufficient type of businesses who can look after their themselves but what they need is things like infrastructure and i know if you take Brackmills specifically i don't know if sarah talked about this but traffic sensitivity is an enormous issue for them uh you know in the morning a breakdown on the a45 can cause tailbacks it causes them to lose delivery slots to pay fees to the people they're delivering to and so on and so forth so so our job in their prosperity most significantly is probably around the infrastructure that's one of the reasons why as far as Bratmills is concerned, we're, we're batting hard to deliver a northern orbital road that will relieve some of the passing through traffic, for example, from the A45. So I think we have different things for different people. Obviously, there's business support. And, and one of the things we're doing is we're um, continuing support through SEMLET, the growth hub activity, 
which helps uh, particularly smaller business to grow, tap into any funding that's available and so on. So, so it's kind of horses for courses, but we do think business is incredibly important. And what we're doing at the moment is developing an economic prospectus, which is about the sorts of businesses that we want to attract into, into West North Ants. We know we're popular with distribution, and we also know that distribution isn't just about uh, lowly paid people pushing trolleys around warehouses. It, it is about uh, people with computers and screwdrivers, you know, highly trained technicians uh, are a part of the jobs it brings. But we also think there's a place in Northampton for some you know, further high tech manufacturing that we see over at Silverstone and in places like Cosworth and Marla. Um, we, we think there's um, a role for things like life sciences to be involved in Northampton. So, so we have got a prospectus to try and upgrade the standard of the inward investment that we're getting so that we're not just getting, although we welcome the employment to some extent they bring, we're not just getting empty, empty sheds uh, and small numbers of jobs. We're getting a higher number of high, high quality jobs. So all these, it's, if you like, a suite of different activities to try and support business, uh, which in turn supports prosperity of the local economy. Okay, well, that's a very comprehensive uh, response, Jonathan. We'll probably pick up a couple of those points in the second half. But before we uh, end this first part, um, so looking back on the, on the past year and I guess where we are today, um, the internal challenges, the IT systems, all that stuff, you know, what, what, what have been the, perhaps the, the biggest issue that remains so that the council can say, right, we've got the foundation now, we can look upwards and outwards and, you know, onto sort of uh, handling all these new things. What is, what's your biggest concern or challenge as we move into 2022? Well, I mean, it continues to be a challenging time for local government. We see other councils who have various different difficulties and we know that the sector, you know, it's tough. The local government sector uh, we know that we've come through the worst of the getting set up phase if you like so so we, we hit the ground in april the phrase we were using was safe and legal and, and that's not very ambitious is it but we were in a safe position and we we're in a legal position we've gone beyond that to starting to deliver and i think in the coming years the coming year we've got to really get ship shape so we, 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 we you know we're delivering at full pelt and, and, and that, that involves you know a bunch of internal processes we need to sort out we need to get people uh, safely in the security of getting their, their, their um, sort of pay grade. At the moment, they're, they're still on the, the conditions that they came from the previous council. There's a lot of consultation to make sure we do that in a way that keeps them happy so that they continue to uh, work hard to serve local local residents. So I think that, that's a key thing that we've got to do in terms of that setup of the council. But I think there's a number of achievements from this year that I'm very proud of that will then bounce into next year as well, really. So it's not just been the forming. We've, I'm going to give you a few examples. So not only have we pulled the council together, we've also, it looks like we're going to hit the budget this year. We should do, uh, which is great. Uh, you know, it's very uncertain, however careful you are, to know what budget, how budget's going to work in a new council. We've got the reserves that we promised people of 100 million pounds. We told them that was what it, what was needed. The county they'd gone down to very low reserves. So, so we've now achieved that. In house building, we've continued to build council houses, particularly around Northampton. And of course, we also, a lot of people were proud how we welcomed in Afghan resettlers, and they're now starting to filter through to make a contribution in the local com community. The Children's Trust was newly established, and that's now starting to get more positive reactions from Ofsted in terms of the level of um, of support that it's giving the young people who are who are in care we received some flooding uh, funding which should go towards further alleviating or protecting people against flooding and then i mentioned the regeneration so the vulcan works is now ready to open which is somewhere that will house up to 60 uh, small businesses in northampton in the sort of creative sector the museum is open we've got the money for the market and there are other projects like the black lion visitor center 
and 78 Durngate that are proceeding. So whilst it's been a year of getting started, we, we have got some reasonable accomplishments to, uh, to chalk up. And I think that puts us in fairly good shape now to start looking towards 2022. Okay, well, thank you, Jonathan. We'll take a break there and we'll be back with Jonathan Nunn, the councillor, Jonathan Nunn, the leader of the West Northamptonshire Council, uh, talking about, well, he's just been looking backwards and in a few minutes we'll have him looking forward. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. There are plenty more here on the podcast platform. And of course, you can always listen on uh, live on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m. on NLive Radio 106.9 FM or digitally via nliveradio.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com. And um, we're always looking for support from the community and further afield. So if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.